0: Hello and welcome to Nitty Gritty Reviews, the movie review podcast that uses a unique grid rating system to discuss a movie's weaknesses and celebrate its strengths. I'm Rachel and I have with me here as my co host today, my sister Jessie. Hello! So today we're going to be talking about Swiss Army Man, the 2016 Farting cor- Corpse movie written and directed by Daniel Scheiner and Daniel Kwan, aka Daniels, and starring Paul Dano and Daniel Rick. Daniel Radcliffe. It's a lot of Daniels. <laughs> so I asked Nitty Gritty Review fans for a one-sentence synopsis. And uh, the winner for the the best one that I saw was from Embers Woods, who offered this amazing tagline. If you enjoy Daniel Radcliffe as a magical wizard, then you'll enjoy him as a magical corpse. <laughs> <So>. You both <will. laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a a runner up was One Way Lane on Twitter that uh, said it's basically Weekend at Harry's, which I also appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, that's Swiss Army Man in a nutshell. <laughs> so, this is going to be a deep dive, nitty gritty review, which means we're going to be going through the Gritty Films grid rating system to analyze this movie and talk about what works and maybe what doesn't. If you're interested in learning more about the grid rating system, you can head on over to grittyfilms.com slash the grid, and that's grittyfilms, of course, spelled G-R-I-D-D-Y. Um, so that's just about everything for the introduction, but before we really dive into the grid, uh, I usually like to talk a little bit about our uh, history with the movie or initial expectations, things like that. This was my first time watching this movie, but it's one, Jesse, that that I have heard about from you for a very long time. So why why don't you you get the conversation started with with why you well not why you like this movie so much, because we'll get into that later, but Well I got a lot
1: of ads in my social media feeds for this movie when it was in theaters. It was very targeted to me for some reason. The internet knew that I would like it, and um, I saw. So I saw like all these trailers of the montage of him, you know, riding around on the corpse, and they're like <laughs> killing raccoons and stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, I want. I'm in. I want to see that movie." So I guess they had me pegged. So I. Um, definitely saw it in theaters when it was new. I've, I'd only seen it the one time, but I've wanted to see it again ever since because I really liked it. I kind of saw that it had some flaws, but still found it really interesting on the whole and it, like it left me wanting to see it again. And so now I finally did get to see it again like <laughs> a year and a half later.
0: All right. Well, I'm excited to talk about it. I don't even know if I can quite say my expectations going into this movie, because really, all I knew... I knew you really liked it, which says a lot. Because usually, if you really like a movie, I'll really like it. It's a pretty good indicator. Um, but I pretty much just knew this as the Farting Corpse movie... And nobody really talks about it besides you. <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure I mean I know it has a cult following and I mean it's A twenty four, A twenty four in general has a huge cult following and
1: This was the first A twenty four movie I saw. And then right mm. after it I saw The Lobster. And ever since then, ever yeah. I'm like, okay. A twenty four. I like that's a really uh well and they've had so many good movies since those two oh, as yeah. well and all the, they've been in the Oscar running so much. So yeah, they're really good indicator of a good movie is if they're backing it
0: yeah absolutely yeah this was definitely the first time i heard about Mm a24 i was like they made these two great movies i'm gonna see everything they distribute yeah like okay simmer down but (laughs) i get it now well not just now but for a while now um all right well on that note should we dive on into the grid yeah let's do it all right so the first category of the grid is going to be writing plot and genre uh, so was there anything for you that stood out as an outlier? Maybe something that was uh, either not as good as everything else or quite a bit better than everything else?
1: There was. So, yeah, I hate to start off on a low note. <laughs> Let's but do it. Plot structure was my lowest subcategory out of anything on the entire grid. Um, okay. Yeah, so... I feel like there were a few things in the plot that just probably could have been reworked a little bit. So, okay, my biggest problem with the whole movie is the last act. When they get out of the wilderness and they kind of, they get into contact with other people I feel like they wrapped it up really nicely when, um, the corpse sort of like, when Manny like died for real and he hadn't really come in contact with any other people and it was kind of like, you know, farewell, you served me in this part of my life and he was gone and it left you feeling like, yeah, that could have been just in his imagination it left yeah. you with that oh, that feeling of, like, you know, this was real to him. Was it real in real life? Is he just an unreliable narrator? Like, who knows what was real and what was just in his mind? And you could kind of go back and forth with that stuff. And then he went on to, like, come into contact with all of the other people and, like, have, do the whole show in front of all of them where they're all like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing, which was funny Sure, but it kind of, like, detracted from the story. You know, there are all these parts of the movie where, like, there's, like, gross fart jokes and boner jokes. And, like, all of this, like, <laughs> silly, ridiculous stuff that is silly and funny and slapstick, but it serves the plot direction. And then sure. at the end, I felt like it was actually detracting from it. They were just kind of, like, ruining everything that they had done so far, I felt like. I just okay. I didn't I didn't feel like it was helpful to have everybody see Manny being Manny.
0: Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I don't know how did you feel sense. about that? I was just kind of confused in general as to how much was real and how much was just in his head.
1: Well, I think that it's appropriate to be confused about that until Everybody else sees him and then you're left thinking, well, I guess it was all real then. Right. And that's just like, I don't know. I mean, there there's a whole movie walks such a fine line between between being like cool and dumb. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. There's so many things where you're like, oh my gosh, like that's a little much. And then that part at the end, it just felt like it was crossing the line and it just being dumb. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and that was kind of disappointing after so much that I liked about the movie up until that point, for it to kind of crumble in that last act. Yeah, that's how I felt after they. Uh, there's a a discernible point in the movie. They have the scene with the bear.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's kind of like the the climax of the of the movie, where you kind of realize, they, they kind of explain in a way what purpose Manny served. He's all, hes He kind of spells it out even. He's like, it's as though, you know, I was just maybe a figment of your imagination just to help you get over whatever, you know. He kind of yeah. says it all. And then he saves him from the bear. And they get out of that situation. And it's like, and then they get out into the real world. And then he dies. And it's like, yeah, that is exactly what he did. He just, you know, he was a figment of his imagination. He helps him get through this difficult time. And now he doesn't need him anymore. And he's going to go away. And it's just going to be like, wow, that was crazy. And that was weird. But then they they meet Sarah. And the, and the news people come. And it just, I just really don't like most of the scenes that unfold from there.
0: Yeah. That's fair. So, yeah, I mean... And so
1: that's my, the, my biggest thing is that I didn't like the final act. I also felt like the, the picture on the phone being such a big part of the plot was a little bit problematic for me because we'll get into this more with character-like ability, but I felt like him actually like taking a picture of a stranger and having her yeah. as the background of his, on his phone and then having so much of a focus of the movie be on her and on that like, it went from just, like, I think it was meant to just show that he was lonely. Yeah. But it it went from showing he was lonely to, like, making him seem like an actual crazy person and, and pulling that into a plot that didn't need to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I've done a lot of talking. What do you have to say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I have as much to say as you, largely just because... This was the first time I had seen it was was today. And especially with, with, with the other categories, I have a lot more to say and it definitely left more of an impression. But writing, especially plot and genre, is one of those things that I need to see a movie a few times before I start having meaningful things to say, I think. Um, I mean, I did give – I gave plot structure a six – uh, I definitely recognize all of the problems you were talking about with the last act, and I did feel like it got a little off the rails in the last that's act.
1: That's, yeah, that's really kind of, it's like they had a point A and a point B, and then they just went flying off the rails, like you said. It's just like, yeah. where are they going now?
0: Exactly. Um, so, I mean, I still gave it into the exceeds expectations range because I thought it did a lot of really interesting things with a ridiculous, re- ridiculous plot. That's very true. Which I appreciated and and I would say that the plot structure exceeded my expectations for that reason because I I had I really didn't know how they were going to make a whole movie. It sounds like an SNL skit or something when you hear the premise. It does not it does not sound like a feature movie. Um, So I thought they strung together the plot well and I didn't really find plot holes but then the last act just leaves you with Questions that shouldn't necessarily be there. Like, I'm all for having questions. and I'm all for ambiguity of how much was real, how much was in his head. Yeah. Things like that. Um, but it just kind of got muddled. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could have seen things done differently. And I would have liked it probably more. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I mean, I really liked the writing of this movie on the whole. I actually think for... So what I really like about this movie, so this is like talking just a little bit more broadly about the writing. I really like the way that it's able to contrast just insane, gross comedy with actual really serious drama that one of the directors actually said in an interview, like somebody called it like a, like a fart comedy or like a slapstick comedy or something, just some sort of like, or like a gross out comedy or something. And he goes, actually, it's a fart drama (laughs) they <laughs> not just, wrong and i just think that's so funny in and of, in and of itself that like they wanted to make a fart drama like but it is like they have they have just these like absurd comedy bits but it's actually like a really serious movie about depression and what motivates you in life and what is the meaning of life and why do you even want to live anyway why are you so scared of dying if you hate living so much like it's just like they handle these really like meaningful issues and then they just contrast it they just keep going back and forth between that and like a corpse farting up into the sky (laughs) like it's crazy um so, I mean, just the fact that they're able to carry that through yeah. a movie is pretty impressive and really, I mean, very high level of risk that they took on. I mean, it's yeah. already kind of a movie that you're either going to love it or hate it, but they could have just completely been mocked. You know, everybody could have been like, can you believe this movie? I mean, this could have been a total mockery.
0: Yeah. Um. So what did you what did you give plot structure? You said I, it was your lowest It far. was. I, well,
1: uh, I kept lowering it because, <laughs> because at first I just gave it like an eight and then I was like, no, I really think it had worse problems than that. And I lowered it to a seven. Anyway, I, I wound up giving it a five. For the plot structure. Oh that's not that bad. Yeah because. Well I mean the numbers I kept giving it. I was looking at you know. The the uh, the wording that went with the numbers. And I'm like well I really don't think it was outstanding. And then I was yeah. like did it even exceed expectations. I don't know. So I just, I just went with the five. I think it. Met expectations, but that's not there's a lot of areas in this movie where it did exceed expectations, even in other areas of the writing. But the actual plot structure was pretty much like the most mediocre aspect of the movie.
0: Yeah, on the whole, yeah, I think that's fair. We should probably start moving on to the next category pretty soon, but I don't want to end on a negative note, especially since you've said you have a lot of good things to talk about the writing. Um. So just somewhat briefly, was there something uh, that got a, a higher score than anything else you want to touch on before we move on to writing characters? Well, I
1: actually gave 10s to several other subcategories. I gave a 10 to character outer goals. I gave a 10 to genre, cliches, tropes, and twists, just because it's so genre-defying. Yeah, um, and I certainly get a high score for full that too. of twists. Yeah, and um, also a ten for the world-building and exposition. I feel like that one is a really deserved ten because I mean, in two yeah. seconds, I mean, mm-hmm. in the, I mean, not two seconds, but really like in that first scene of the movie, he's yeah. about to kill himself. He finds the corpse. He the corpse starts. Farting, and then he rides him off across the ocean like a jet ski, and then it's
0: yeah. Um, and then this
1: magnificent song pipes in, and it's like Swiss Army Man, and it's like this is what this movie is. Are you in or are you out? <laughs> like, I mean, it just yeah. builds it right there. I mean, and it stays yeah. consistent with that tone <laughs> throughout the whole movie. Yeah. So, and it's a very unique world that it has made, and I think they built it really well.
0: Absolutely. That was my, my highest score within writing plot and genre. Easily was for, well, not easily, but it was for, for the world building exposition. I only went to an 8.5. Um, I don't really have a reason for not going to a perfect <laughs> 10. It just wasn't quite there for me. Um, but what I liked was, there was a very good combination of like, you get everything you need, like you said, first scene, okay this is what the movie is, Mm -hmm. but then with the more subtle, like, as far as, like, character development, which we'll get into in the next category, like, things like that, like, you know, like, you just get these very subtle details of exposition, that doesn't even really exposition, you just hear someone casually say something, or you, you know, you see the image on the phone, you know, like, you just get these little pieces, Mm -hmm. and it's like, or even, like, when he finds the cork, and it's like... You don't need to see. Thank goodness we don't see what he does with that fork. He doesn't say it, you know. You don't see it. That's I all actually, you
1: um, I think there's a lot of things like where you're talking about where they just show you a little something and it tells you a lot. I think a lot of that comes from the um, director's and writer's experience with doing music videos.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you
1: watch music videos nowadays, and really, like, all it is is trying to capture, like, the tone and the mood of a song. And it's, like, clip, 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 clip. Like, they don't stay on one shot for more than, like, half a second. You blink your eyes, just go to this and go to this, go to this. It moves around constantly, just showing you all these little snippets of different things, And this movie kind of does that, not constantly, or else it would just be too difficult to watch, but, I mean, it'll have a scene, and then someone will, like, when they kind of have a a memory, or, like, even, like, a montage clip, it's like, oh, you did this, now I realize that your body can do this other thing for me, and it's like, it'll be like, clip, 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 and then you, then you see how they got from point A to point B, and... It's, I don't know, it's like
0: they, they tell you a lot in these tiny little snippets really fast. Just yeah. like here and there throughout the movie. Absolutely. All right, well on that note, uh, was there anything else you wanted to add for writing plot and genre before we move on? No, we can go to the characters. All right, uh, well first, what was your total score for writing plot and genre? It, it was a lot of tens. It was a lot of tens. It was, it, the five brought it down. It was a 8.6 overall. Okay. I'm a little bit lower than you, but not, not by too, too much. I gave a 7.3, uh, which is pretty right in the middle of the exceeds expectations range. All right. So then that's going to bring us to the second category on the grid, which is going to be writing characters. I have a feeling we're both going to have a lot more to say about this one. <laughs> so yeah. This is going to be a little tricky. Uh, well, I guess I'll start with, with the same question as last time. Do you have any outliers with this category?
1: Well, I mentioned earlier that I'd get back to the picture on the phone for character likability. So yeah, Hank's character, he's pretty likable throughout most of the movie. And then you start learning about his past, I guess maybe, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's worth discussing like whether or not that really makes him unlikable because I guess in a way you start learning about how you know this isn't his girlfriend it's just a girl he's a he's obsessed with and he's never talked to her but he took a picture of her on the bus and it's the background on his phone like that's really creepy and it's like maybe they did that on maybe they knew how creepy that was and they did it on purpose because you're supposed to be questioning his sanity maybe but I just kind of got the feeling that the me that the point of that was to show us how lonely he was. And I feel like, you know, he he still could have been Instagram stalking her. He still could yeah. have had a picture of her from something, you know. Or maybe he had a conversation with her one time and he has, like, something she wrote on a piece of paper. or Something that reminds him of her. He could have had something to show that he's, like, obsessing over somebody he barely knows. Without going to the extreme of... Taking a picture of somebody you've never spoken to and having that picture be the background of your phone. With, with her making eye contact with it. Like, that was really,
0: yeah, really creepy. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, like, do, do you feel like that was too much? I'm pausing for longer than I should. Um, do I think it was too much? I don't I think this is another area where I would need to see it again to make a definitive choice mm-hmm. cuz I think with a first viewing at least what I took away from it was more so not so much about character like ability as about the themes the movie is exploring as far as like society versus nature or whatever <laughs> or like uh your civilization versus isolation and isolation versus uh, you know, these words I'm throwing out. There's themes in there. But, but, you know, it just seemed like, like, yes, he was lonely, but I don't think he was lonely because of a lack of contact. I think he was lonely because he wasn't allowed to be who he wanted to be. And then when he goes into nature and was he's with Manny, he gets to be who he wants to be. And he learns that, like, I can just fart whenever I want. Like, that's okay. Then maybe that's, like, I don't know, <laughs> that's not the main takeaway. No, but... I
1: I do think that, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that, that is definitely, like, a theme of the movie. Yeah. That, you know, like, going and being wild or whatever and doing whatever bodily functions, like, <laughs> without worrying about what society thinks. Like, that's definitely a part of the movie. But how does that relate to him taking a picture of the girl?
0: Well, the picture is where it does get. Because, I mean, I think I think the only way you can have the plot of the movie as far as, like, like, like I think they needed that picture because they needed Manny to see the picture and how, if he's trying to save Battery, he's not going to be on Instagram or he didn't even have a perception reception, he can't be on his Like, where else would that picture come from? Couldn't he have had it on a piece of paper? That seems way creepier. I don't know. It
1: wouldn't be as creepy if he hadn't taken it. It's him doing the act of, like, taking the picture himself and then saving
0: it in such a... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if this was real life, crazy stalker, red flags, not cool, not okay. I just think as far as, like, I guess it just didn't bother me within the context of the movie because so much of the movie was focused on, like, oh, if you do this, you're weird. If you do that, you're weird. And what he did was weird, and not okay. But the whole movie is like, well, who cares? Just do whatever. But then that's good. As I'm saying it out loud, it is getting problematic because it's not okay. <laughs> you yeah. can't. It's not just that it's a weird thing to do. It's that it's a creepy stalkery, invasion of privacy type thing. Well, what he
1: really wanted to do was talk to her.
0: Yeah. But he was too afraid of being weird.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. I I just, yeah. it just really affected how much I was able to like him as a character that's completely fair it was really the biggest thing i knocked character likability all the way down to a six but all right. that was really the only reason <laughs> why otherwise I felt like you know he and Manny both were completely likable and I really liked getting to see you know their character arcs of like you know Manny like relearning everything from yeah. Hank and, and Hank getting to be the one to teach him, like, by him teaching Nanny about the world, it was like he got to frame the world the way he wanted to see it. Yeah, absolutely. So it was like he was rewriting
0: society, yeah. you know, in
1: a way. Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: like, that I thought was really good. Yeah, I think also, and this maybe goes back to plot structure being a little bit confusing at times in ways that it probably shouldn't have been. But I was confused because he seemed to know her full name. I mean, he found her on on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever he found her. So he knew her full name and where she lived. Yeah. So... But then he, she had no idea who he was. Well, like, that's, and this also confused me, I'll try not to ramble for too long, but, like, that camp he set up when he was in the wilderness with Manny was basically in her backyard. Right next to it, yeah. So, like, was he even, did he get stranded somewhere, or was he just on this beach really close to her house the whole time oh that's funny like if this was all in his head like was he ever even stranded or was
1: he just camping in the woods behind her house i mean
0: that's that's what i took away from it is i'm like i think he was just behind her house the whole time oh that's actually really interesting which does not make him a likable character but does add something to the plot, maybe. I wish
1: they would have stated that more explicitly if that yeah. is what they intended. And I don't know if it even was. I, yeah, I never looked at it that way before. I did think to myself, wow, they didn't have to go far
0: to find his whole setup. Like, right. it was, like, right here. Yeah. So. And it's hmm. not just that, he would, that it was, like, right by society. It was right by her house. Mm-hmm. Like, that's doesn't seem like it could just be a coincidence. That is whole, very interesting. The whole thing kind of reminded me, for any uh, any It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fans out there, it just reminded me of Charlie and the Waitress. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It was very stalkery. Yeah. But I still gave, all that said, I still gave character likability a 7.5, um, which is probably, yeah, I might go down to a 6. as Well, a 6 is a big jump. Maybe I'll go to a 6.5, because there were issues. But I feel like the issues played into the themes. And I think the themes are more important. Yeah. I, I actually know.
1: am feeling now the more we talk, I think I'm just gonna leave it where it is, just cause I'm what I wrote down was my gut reactions, and I'm not gonna go back and change it. But I feel like I need to go back and take character arcs down a little bit. Cause at first I just I gave that a 10 because like I said, like he kind of had to re- – they both kind of had to go through this whole, like, rediscovery period and, and yeah. like, redefinition of themselves. But he never, like, let go of his obsession with Sarah. And if that was such a big part of everything, like, you know – He made this whole thing out of like, I'm going to fart in front of everybody at the end, but he didn't let go of his obsession with this girl. I kind of think that would be a little more (laughs) more important.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Well, I think, you don't think he did let go of the obsession? Because I feel like at the end, he chose Manny over Sarah. I mean, not that he had any chance with Sarah anyway. She was married with kids and did not know who he was. But in his mind, I felt like he was like, no, 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 never mind. I want to go back to this. Forget this. When he, like, ran off into the woods. Yeah, and, like, took the body with him and...
1: Yeah. Maybe. I think that was not so much choosing Manny over Sarah I mean, it was, it was choosing Manny over oh, going like back society. into society, yeah. But didn't Sarah pretty much represent society for him? Maybe that's what she was there for, I guess. That he was, like, lusting after... Fitting in with a place in society as opposed to like an actual person, but if that's what they meant, they didn't do a good job of
0: no they setting gone her deeper. up as that. Yeah. yeah,
1: I don't know. Yeah, there's just kind of some holes in this whole in this whole setup with with her specifically. Yeah, I also felt like the problems with his dad felt kind of contrived, especially since it came so late. I mean he discussed his parents a few times throughout the movie but they they seemed like pretty normal issues yeah. you know that just kind of played into the whole like issue of like society doesn't want us to do this and that in public that's just and that's just like so, that's just parents teaching their kids how to fit into society that's yeah. not Having an estranged relationship with your father. Exactly. Like, I don't know. They really kind of, like, blew it up at the end. And I'm like, what is their issue with each other? I mean, yeah, they had the thing with the birthdays that they didn't have that good of a relationship. But they never really showed us why. And so yeah. it just felt kind of just like, let's just slap this on there. Okay, he doesn't get along with his dad. Yeah. So, yeah, that seems unnecessary. Yeah, or maybe not.
0: Or it could have been necessary, but it was undeveloped. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Um, well, was there? Anything else you wanted to add for writing characters? I feel like there's a lot more to say, but we should probably wrap it up. Well, soon. what do we
1: think? We, I feel like I know we shouldn't stay on this subject forever, but what do what do we think? We we can't leave it unaddressed. What do we think about Daniel Radcliffe's performance as a dead person?
0: <laughs> well, that's. Isn't that getting more into acting and casting? Oh, sorry.
1: I thought we were on acting and
0: casting. Just kidding. Yeah, we should move on to acting and casting. (laughs) My overall for writing characters is 8.8. Mine was actually 7.3. Exact same as for plot and genre. So the next topic, as I was saying, how do we feel about Daniel Radcliffe's performance as a corpse? I really want to talk about this. (laughs) I thought he was great. I liked Daniel Radcliffe's performance. As a corpse, one of my notes that I have for line deliveries was just corpse voice was weirdly hilarious. I <laughs> just had like a certain. There was just something about his line deliveries that was like. I kind of feel like I guess that's how a corpse would be. Oh, like I it's know.
1: Almost it's almost kind of like, like a zombie. Because <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's pretty much the same thing as a zombie, at least, like, the original version of zombies and, like, the old zombie movies where they, like, couldn't move their arms and were, you know, stiffer in the way that they moved. But it's, like, we're, like, oh, yeah, that's how a corpse
0: would talk, yeah. like, as though that
1: makes any sense to evaluate that at all, like... <laughs> yeah i thought he did good though i did think that while his dead voice was funny i there was a part of the movie where it started to get a little bit like grating it's kind of like when you watch batman and you're like he's still using that voice it did kind of just weirdly remind forever. me forever, like it
0: got a little lower a little gravelly. yeah <laughs> was, monotonous monotonous yeah. and low yeah Yeah, but then he loosened
1: up a little bit as he kind of started to be able to move a little bit more, so it improved, but there was a little chunk where it was like, oh my gosh, this is a voice, like, (laughs) I was glad he got to loosen up a little. Yeah. But he did really well, and I love Paul Dano and everything I've ever seen him in. I think he's a phenomenal actor. I don't
0: know if I've seen him in anything else. What else has he been in? I suppose I could have looked at that I'm sure you've seen him in Little Miss
1: Sunshine at least. Yeah, yeah, I have seen him. He in was the that. the teenage the brother brother in yeah. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh
0: yeah, he's fantastic. He in that. was
1: the kid in There Will Be Blood. Those are the two big oh. ones for me. I haven't okay. seen him in a lot of things. I know, I, like I always think of myself. Every time I see that he's in a movie, I think of myself as being this big fan of his, and I'm like, oh, I'll see anything that he's in, and then I realize I've only seen him in like three things. <laughs> but he really like. He ha- he's been in a lot of movies that I haven't seen that have gotten a lot of, you know, awards, nominations, and things like that. Like, he's just, he gets taken really seriously, and he's really kind of choosy, it seems like, in what so he it's picks. kind of a good sign, though. It is. so So then when he's in something, I think, like, oh, he must, like, really believe in this movie, and he's been in really good movies in the past. That was one of the things, like, you know, when I saw this absurd trailer for the first time, it's like... Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano, Like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, I'm in. Like that was the, Those two actors were a big selling point for me to even sign on to watching this crazy movie in the first place. Because if yeah. it had just been two bros, like, that, you know, were normally in comedy movies or who I'd never heard of, I don't think I would have been as intrigued by it. Yeah. But when you see actors who, like, are known for being good actors, have been in serious movies... And then, I mean, Daniel Radcliffe hasn't been in as much because he's still kind of trying to, like, get away from his Harry Potter. That's what happens when you do movies like that and get really known for something sweet and innocent as a child. And then you're like, I'm grown up now. Every, Every child actor who has gone on to have a successful adult career has had this phase where they either, like, go really absurd or go, like, extremely adult to do, like, all these nude scenes and stuff, and they're like, I'm grown up now. I'm not that kid anymore. (laughs) So, you know, like, there's some stuff that they can pick to do that where it's just like, ugh, really? Like, is that necessary for you to have to do that? And then I feel like
0: a lot of people probably say that about this movie. About this. I know, but this movie's
1: actually good, though. It is, yeah.
0: (laughs) But I looked it up. After we finished watching it, he was in a lot of weird stuff, just to really quickly. I won't spend much time on this, but he did Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 in 2011. Then he did Woman in, The Woman in Black in 2012, which was a horror movie. Kill Your Darlings, where he played Allen Ginsberg. I have never heard of that. No. Um, and then Horns, another horror movie, which is supposed to be really weird. Uh, I haven't seen that. A Young Doctor's Notebook and Other Stories, which is a Netflix series with John Hamm, um, played Igor in Victor Frankenstein. I knew he did that. Um, I didn't see it though. And then this. There was some other stuff in the middle, but those are the weirder ones. So there was definitely.
1: Well, and he did his, stuff on Broadway too. Isn't that where he yeah, had his like
0: his, his like nudity scene, and he
1: wasn't even eighteen yet? I don't think. I don't think it was on Broadway. I think it was in England, but.
0: That makes more sense. It was very
1: controversial because he was not of age.
0: Huh. I didn't realize he wasn't of age. I thought people just freaked out because it was Harry Potter and you see. Maybe, but I'm pretty sure he was
1: still like 17 or something. I could be wrong. It was a while ago.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. I feel like the Harry Potter movies weren't done yet, so that seems about right. That yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so those were really my main notes with acting. I it got very high scores overall. Uh, one thing I do think we should address, oh we still have plenty of time, uh, one thing we should address is, uh, I think we both had some issues with the uh, casting secondary characters and the extras tertiary characters categories, because really everybody's extras and tertiary characters. Yeah, I had trouble after distinguishing the between two. the two. Uh, when, when I thought about it I
1: I pretty much considered Sarah and the dad as secondary and everybody else as tertiary
0: but then it didn't matter anyway cuz I gave them both eights. That's fair. I gave them both sixes. I was kind of yeah. like I felt like they were pretty um uh, like the performances were strong um that was good but as far as the casting goes I'm like I really can't feel like yeah. anybody could have played these roles like I don't feel like there was anything I mean, inspiring about the yeah the, it was kind of like
1: well like i and, thought sarah seemed well cast because she just she you know she didn't have a lot of lines or anything but she did just sort of have that air about her where she just seemed really cool like if there was somebody <laughs> yeah. that i was gonna obsess over and stalk like it would probably be somebody like her <laughs> <laughs> okay. but then the dad like I don't know. I just felt like he didn't have any, like, chemistry in this whole situation. He didn't really seem... I don't... He seemed like he just showed up from a different movie.
0: Yeah. That is very much so what it seemed like. And even his reactions were weird. They just didn't seem to fit. It... It was like putting two different movies together. Yeah.
1: Because then they were suddenly doing, like, a different form of slapstick than they'd been doing the whole rest of the movie. Because he had this goofy, like, he was he was deliberately this, like, two-dimensional character that was like, I'm a man, and I'm going to teach my kid how to be a man and be a man in society and just be what is expected. Da-da-da-da. And then he, like, did these facial expressions that, I can't convey over a podcast but you know where he would just like nod knowingly and it was like super dramatic and like deliberately just over the top like something out of a football movie where the two men make eye contact across the crowd and just like nod at each other knowingly like it was just so goofy but and I know this is a really like Silly movie, but it hadn't been silly in that way until the dad showed up. There was none of that type of acting yeah. from any of the other actors. Yeah, I think that was more of a writing issue than anything else. Yeah, I have writing a feeling and, that those things directing. were written into the script. If I had to guess, because yeah. it, it definitely seemed like very deliberately done. I didn't. I don't. I didn't feel like the actor showed up and just like really wanted to do that. I definitely felt yeah. like it was part of the script.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So. Anyway, how
1: the dad character had a few problems across the board, but yeah, it was fine, I guess. So should we do total scor- scores for acting and casting? Like, uh, that's all I had
0: to say. Yeah, I think I'm good. Uh, what was your What was your total? Eight point eight. All right, seven point two for me. I'm uh really liking that middle of the exceed yeah. expectations category. <laughs> Everything's right in there. Um, from here on out, a lot of things get, most things get higher than that from here on out. Same.
1: It's actually going to get really boring because there's a lot of tens coming for me coming up, so.
0: I've got a couple tens coming up. Okay. Um, Not in the next category, though. that next category is going to be cinematography, lighting. I will say, right off the bat, my main note for this is (laughs) For a movie dubbed The Farting Corpse Movie, I was not expecting the cinematography to be so beautiful. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it's really, and it really hit, it hit all the right notes. Like, it, it set the mood perfectly. Mm-hmm. Well, not perfectly. I didn't give it perfect. It set the mood outstandingly uh, throughout the whole movie. It was beautiful. It had a, a fine line between being realist, realistic and being kind of fantastical. Um, and I thought this lighting actually contributed to the storytelling, which is usually the lowest, uh, lowest score for me, especially for a movie that focuses so much on, like, mood and beauty, um, usually storytelling. It's kind of like, eh, I mean, the mood contributes to storytelling and that's about it. Um, but I really felt like it was, it was strong. I got eight, in the eights and nine range, um, all outstanding scores for me. The, the c- scenes that stood out, there was the party scene with, like, bikes. Firelight, they're, they're dancing, dancing by around. the fire. Yeah, it looks so good. Yeah, it's just gorgeous and sets the mood perfectly. Of course, the Jurassic Park scene, which I'm sure is going to be mentioned, coming
1: onto the bus. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that scene. It's just absolutely beautiful. You have just the bright. That scene
1: in particular, like when I first saw this movie in the theater and I didn't really know what to expect and I'd already sat through all of this like <laughs> farting and everything else. I was just like, what is this movie? And then like the music had started, you know, kind of we had some of these like musical numbers going into this where I'm like. This is like actually really pretty, and I yeah. just remember that scene in particular. Just feeling like it was just like bliss to sit there and watch it. It was it's, just so perfect. The yeah. music and just the lighting and just like the looks on their faces. Like it was just there. There's so much emotion like conveyed in that scene that it, you just sit there and you just feel it. It just makes you feel so happy. Yeah. That was a really, really
0: good scene. (laughs) I agree. Um,
1: And I think that, as well as everything else we're talking about with cinematography and lighting, but like that scene as a as a specific example, I think that they're so good at this again because of their background in music videos. I agree. So I mean, especially when it's playing into music in particular, like so much of the this movie unfolds to music.
0: Yeah, but
1: you know it. It there's a lot of it that kind of behaves the way a music video would behave.
0: Absolutely, I do think it's interesting. A lot of the, I mean, we did. Uh, well, Tristan and I reviewed her mm-hmm. uh, in season one, which is Spike Jones. Who same thing started music with music videos. videos. Yeah, yeah, and we talk a lot in that review about how that plays into it and how it affects just the look and feel of the movie. It's like, oh, this is why the cinematography is so good.
1: I think that's why this movie is so good at conveying
0: mood, mm -hmm. tone,
1: and general themes, but not so good at plot. the script. Yeah. Yeah, It Mm -hmm. makes perfect sense. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And it's going to be interesting. Very shortly after this episode airs, uh, we're going to be doing Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minds, which Mm -hmm. is Charlie Kaufman, another Uh, music video director Mm -hmm. turned film director so we're gonna be getting a lot more of these themes i think yeah um although i think he's a better writer (laughs) from what i remember from that movie but yeah it's just interesting um i thought i would have more to say that's now i'm just talking about other movies (laughs) i didn't mean to do that (laughs) well to wrap up that discussion
1: Um, i gave cinematography and lighting perfect tens in
0: every subcategory all right wow I probably could have gone a little bit higher, um, but I was going with my gut, and and I feel like outstanding is is an appropriate category, because um, I'm pretty stingy with my perfect tens. I don't give them out very often, so, so I feel pretty comfortable with my score. I gave it an 8.5 overall, which is right in the middle of the outstanding range, or I guess a little bit on the lower end of it, but still outstanding. I stand by it. That seems pretty solid. Uh, we didn't talk very much on that. Was there anything you wanted to add? I Even no, though we just gave okay. our final scores? I right. sort
1: of think that we'll breeze through some of these next few topics because it's just like, yeah, this was really good. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it a little easier to talk about than some of the things where we might be a little more critical.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's going to bring us to the next category then, which is going to be cinematography camera work. Um, I don't think I have as much to say about this one. Uh, how about you? Were there any any outliers or anything?
1: I don't have as much to say about this category because it's not a category that I notice as readily as some of the other ones or that I pick up on as easily. Um, but I think of the cinematography and camera work along the same lines as cinematography and lighting as just kind of like, for me, watching is like, an amateur it's just i'm just taking in like the overall look of the movie and how do the shots look and just like the lighting and cinematography i just think it looks really really good so um i gave this one perfect (laughs) times too (laughs) okay i just think you know you you get all these little snippets all in a row and then these also you get these long drawn out slow motion shots like dancing by the fire and they show it to you like you know three times over as they remember it other times with the movie and it's like just as beautiful each time like I just I don't know I think some of that must be due to good camera work you know like what do you <laughs> yeah, think that's fair
0: um I guess I mostly agree I gave pretty similar scores down the line as I did for, um, cinematography lighting. It was all in the outstanding range. The only one that got a little bit lower was camera movement. I just don't remember that much camera movement. So I gave it a 7.5, which still exceeds expectations. Um, cause I mean, a lack of camera movement is not necessarily a bad thing. Some movies call for stillness um, I remember
1: some camera movement in this movie, though, like, when they would show the um the memories of him on the bus, like, when they would show the back of his head, you, ha- you could distinctly tell true. that it was handheld and it was kind of, like, jostling with the bus. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that was supposed to show you kind of, like, his unease in that situation, or maybe just to kind of, sh- like, make it kind of shaky the way, like, your memories are a little bit, like not yeah. so solid i don't know I yeah don't know what they were trying to convey but i know there was some camera motion <laughs> that's, that's
0: fair um so yeah i didn't give as high of scores as you overall uh i think my favorite category within all of this was the compositions there were so many shots that were just just like with lighting i was like this is genuinely gorgeous mm-hmm. like even the shot towards the beginning of the film when he uh, Hank props up Manny on the beach and then like walks away and leaves and then comes back mm-hmm. and you just see Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe propped up on the beach as a corpse and it shouldn't be pretty that's not a pretty thing yeah, yeah. but just the way everything's framed and then especially because you see Hank walk out of frame and then you're still left with this perfectly composed image mm-hmm. like it's just it, there's a lot going on a lot I of really it.
1: nice shots in the forest you like Pointing up at the trees. Yeah. And like, you know, you, where you get the angle where you see your, your character, but you can still, it's like a really sharp angle up at the trees. Yeah. kind of like, and just really nice, like, nature photography in yeah, general. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And even just like the, the opening shots of the movie, that's just like his trash floating mm-hmm. in the ocean is, especially because trash plays such a theme in the movie throughout and then that that's the starting and it's like, this is just. Trash floating on the ocean. Why does it look beautiful? <laughs> like, Yeah. But, I mean, it's just good photography. Mm-hmm. Um, so my total overall um, came out to 8.4. Pretty close to lighting. Slightly lower. Uh, but still in that outstanding range. I should have asked before I gave my total score. Was there anything else you wanted to add for this category?
1: No. All right. If I knew more about camera work, I'd probably have more to say. But I don't, so... I just no. it 10s. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so then that's going to bring us to the next category, which is going to be editing and special effects. I'm going to have kind of a lot to say about this category. I'm going to have to restrain myself from ranting for too long.
1: Okay, you get started.
0: Okay. Well, this is my perfect 10 category. Okay. Um, I just thought the editing in, in every subcategory was perfect. I mean, the special effects were, I mean what little you have of it like it it just it looked natural it looked it looked good it was funny when it needed to be funny it felt serious when it needed to be serious like that was easy perfect 10 uh, continuity pace i didn't have any issues there movement i mean I just everything i don't know why i'm going through every some category but i just thought everything was played really well there were a ton of montages in this movie which is usually um for anyone a who's meekness, listened to but this is like it, it's yeah. so beautifully done. Yeah. Like you said, you see the same images three or four times in the movie and each time But it time, doesn't feel
1: repetitive, it just feels no. like a gorgeous music video.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the big, the and big can thing. And it so much of exactly. Which I think yeah. is is the big thing. And I think that's the difference between, say, because I I believe her had a couple montages as well. And Tristan and I said the same thing about like iron man one we complained a lot because it's just half of the movie's montages and it's like we don't need to see this what are you doing Mm -hmm. but when it's done right man montages are great um and then i loved the bus scenes the way those were like the brief glimpses of the real world and that's all we see is just him on the bus Mm -hmm. i thought those were were just edited in really nicely um yeah just just the editing all around it it helped tell the story it looked beautiful got the emotions across I think it did just as much if not more as like cinematography Mm -hmm. it really also uh, the transitions
1: between the characters singing and the actual soundtrack I thought was really
0: well crafted
1: in the editing
0: absolutely because
1: it just felt sort of seamless without going full-blown musical
0: yeah I agree absolutely yeah um, how about you? What were your strong points? Oh,
1: that was perfect 10 for me, too. All right. I mean,
0: honestly, just ditto
1: to everything you just said. <laughs> like, I, I think that that was a really strong category for them.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, was there anything else you wanted to wanted to add for that category? No, nope, we can go <laughs> on to the next one. All right. That was a quick one. Um. So perfect 10s for both of us there. That's going to bring us to one I know we're both going to have a lot to talk about. And that's going to be the sound category. Uh, Why don't you go first on this one? I know you're pretty excited.
1: Well, one of the main reasons I love this movie so much is because of the music. (laughs) Yeah, Like, I don't know what it is about it. Like, um, I mean, it's Manchester Orchestra, the band, and they, you know, composed the score and did all these songs for the movie. And I looked up the band after this movie and listened to some of their music, and, like, their regular albums don't, you know resonate with me like this movie does but man the music in this movie is just so beautiful and interesting and different and fun and it's you know it's like sad and a little melancholy sometimes but also has so much hope to it it just is so perfect for setting the mood of the film as a whole just kind of about like losing hope and finding it again
0: yeah so
1: I just I what I love the music I I mean I listen to songs from this soundtrack like on the regular so <laughs> I really really like the music in this movie yeah. how did you it's, like it
0: I loved it I I thought the uh, I mean everything within this category I thought was was perfect this is another perfect 10 down the line for me um, and as far as the score and soundtrack goes like Get ready, Tristan. You're gonna have to listen to. I'm saying like he's in the room with us, but he's gonna have to hear that soundtrack while it's I get ready so every morning. Good. For like the it's next so good, it's so good.
1: I listen to it a lot, and it's funny because, like I said before, I saw this movie once when it first came out. I haven't seen it a whole bunch of times. I started listening to the soundtrack afterwards, so I'm really at this point more familiar with the songs than I yeah. like. If some of them, I forgot where they even fit into the movie. Yeah, And so it was funny, like there's a song in particular, it's kind of a soft song, and it's about like, like wanting to help somebody who's like really in like the depths of despair, right? And it's like a, it's like a soft, kind of peaceful song and hopeful, and it's just like really beautiful. And I've listened to it a whole bunch of times, and then I went back to seeing it in the movie this time, and it's playing... As they blast out of a river with his butt out and <laughs> farting. And I'm just like, hmm. I not remember that being when this song happened in this movie. Well,
0: I mean, there was like a 50% chance it was going to play during the fart. <laughs> That's so. a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was an integral scene in the movie. It so. was. I know. <laughs> this movie
1: is so weird. Oh, anyway. Man. Besides the um, besides the music, do you have anything to say about the sound? Because I had a hard time thinking about that because really the only sound effect I could think about was, was farting. Was farts. I thought yeah. the same exact. Which I did feel like there was a little too much farting, but then at the same time, like,
0: it wouldn't be the movie that it is if they didn't, like, fully commit to that. <laughs> I, I did not have a problem with the amount No? Of <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you, honestly,
1: like, I know that you and Tristan were watching this movie, like, knowing that I really like this movie, and as it's opening and there's all this farting, I'm just, like, sitting there like, oh my god, what will they think of me?
0: So I'm glad you don't object. I think the funniest part, though, was... Especially in the beginning, Hink's reaction, where, like, this really gross thing happens. And it's like, oh, how is he going to react? Because, like, he thought this was going to be his savior. And, <laughs> he's like...
1: Just, he's like, that's funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and later, he's like, oh, that's so gross. This is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His reactions sold it. It's like, okay. So. um, But, yeah, I had a little... I still gave... Like I said, I gave everything in the sound category... Perfect times down the line. There was a lot of, like, like, you know, comic book style sound effects. Like,
1: as his body was doing different things, a lot of thwack yeah.
0: and, and
1: I don't know what else. but Yeah. Like it, it worked,
0: though, because was, it was almost always during a montage. So yeah. it was like, there's music playing yeah. and then you have the sound It wasn't effects. hokey. Like, it no, worked. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really have... I always feel bad for movies like this. I mean, I don't feel bad for the movie. I feel bad when discussing movies like this. Because the score and soundtrack just dominates the category. Yeah. And I'm like, I know there's so much more to the sound design. Sound sound design is like a
1: real job that we just take for granted. Because you don't really think about it that much as you're watching the movie. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So I feel really bad for not having more specific things to say. But I did give it perfect tens down the line. I mean, I thought, mm-hmm. even independent of the score and soundtrack, and just like you said, the way the, like, the score works weaved into like oh this is non-diegetic sound and now it's diegetic I mean, characters can hear it or they can't like mm-hmm. um i thought especially like the opening scene we have this really eerie music playing over the trash floating through and then you cut to him with the noose around his neck and it's like oh that's him singing that's mm-hmm. this is diegetic mm-hmm. music happening right now and it's like this weirdly like haunting beautiful sad thing and then a farting corpse shows up. <laughs> it's yeah, like a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, now I'm just repeating myself and going on and on and on. But yeah, perfect 10s down the line for me. Nothing really else to say, unfortunately. But yeah. Oh, did I not say already? That was perfect times for me also. Sorry, I thought <laughs> I, I said that one already. You might have. Yeah. 10. I wasn't sure if I was just assuming that or if you had said it. <laughs> uh, was there anything else you want to add before we move on? No, I don't think so. All right. Um, so the next category, then, is another fun one for this movie, I think, that's going to be aesthetics. Anything you want to lead us off with? Any outliers or or just something that stood out for Any, you? No outliers
1: again. I love the aesthetics of <laughs> this movie. Tens.
0: It is. Perfect tense. Yeah.
1: Well, because it's just, like, all of the um, the things that they, like make out there like oh yeah it didn't really make sense that they would be able to make all of that like especially yeah. like I mean when he recreated like her dress it was like the exact fabric of the dress in the picture that one was
0: the only thing that confused me You're like where, where did they fun? get that I mean, yeah. yeah
1: so I mean it was a little bit silly but this movie is a little bit silly <laughs> it was supposed yeah. to be silly I thought it was really just like I just had a really, really cool look to it. Everything yeah. looked really just neat. I don't know. Their whole bus setup and their whole little yeah.
0: cafe with the creatures and like all their <laughs> fake people. And yeah, I thought it was cool. I agree. I also love just the detail that. Manny's corpse is in a suit.
1: I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, um, cuz you you always have that curiosity about like who is this guy right. and you and they never answer that question. I just I do think that's a nice detail cuz it it you know kind of piques your interest, but it doesn't ever like satisfy any of your wonderings. Right. I mean, hair, makeup, costumes, like you know, there weren't, like, elaborate costumes in this movie, but I thought their whole, like, Lost in the Woods look was good, and yeah, the beard, and... The beard was good, the hair was good. Yeah. And the sets and locations, of course, they were mostly natural, but, I mean, just, like, all of the Pacific Northwest, like, wilderness shots, yeah. As we discussed. Like, it was just a beautiful location. Well, absolutely.
0: I'm a sucker for anything shot in the Redwoods, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely gave. Uh, I gave costumes, sets, locations, and props all perfect tens easily. Uh, hair and makeup, I gave both of those a nine. I just didn't really. It was still outstanding, still really good. I just kind of was like, "Mm, not everything. I I don't know a ten. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if it's quite perfect. Like I said, I do. Despite a lot of perfect tens in this movie, I am pretty stingy with my tens in general. Um, so I have to really have that gut feeling of like this was perfect and uh hair and makeup makeup was closer maybe i'll do i should probably do a 9.5 for makeup because his corpse makeup was pretty good yeah i thought like 9.5 it was pretty good yeah because i was (laughs) literally
1: just about to say i didn't notice any makeup in this movie and duh of course he's got (laughs) makeup on i didn't even think about it yeah i mean really his main thing is just that he's really pale and then he's kind of got like
0: some scratches and stuff. Some, and maybe, like,
1: some rotting parts, but, like, they don't really, like, make a point out of pointing them out. You just, you know, he just looks kind of gross. That's yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Uh, was there anything else you want to add? No? I don't think so. Oh, this is another category. I feel bad for not having more specific things to say. Um, But my total came out. It's not a perfect 10, but it is very close. 9.7 for me for aesthetics. That's still high. That's still pretty high, yeah. All right, so that's going to bring us to the next category, which is going to be impact on film. Um, do you want to take the lead on this one or should I? Um, well, I, I can tell you what I
1: did. I So for Critical Impact, I gave it a 7 because I looked at a couple things and it seemed like about 70% good reviews was about what it had. So, I think that's about where it was at with critics generally. I gave it an 8 for audience and cult impact. I might even could have given it a 9, but I gave it an 8. Because I think this is one of those movies that you either love or hate.
0: Absolutely. And
1: you know from the get-go whether you're going to love it or hate it. I mean, people hear farting corpse movie (laughs) and they're either intrigued or revolted. You know, you're either interested in this movie or you're not. Yeah. If you're not interested in this movie in the first place... What are you doing? You're not going to... Yeah, you're probably not even going to see it in the first place. But the people who are intrigued by it and go see it are probably going to like it a lot, like I did. So... Yeah. So that's a hard one to gauge because you can't base it off of, like, every single person that's forced to see the movie. Which I think might be the case for some critics because I think this might not be, like, their cup of tea for some of them. Yeah. So... I don't know. um. But, and then for historical and inspirational impact, I only gave it a six, because not that many people saw this movie. So. Yeah, it is unfortunate. And I don't really think, even though it was very original and different, um, like, super unique and risk-taking, um, it didn't really do anything that, like, anybody is trying to imitate. Like, it's not something that you, like, do this and then someone's like oh I'm gonna take that like this yeah. is really not something you could repeat so yeah
0: yeah I had very similar thoughts to you um down the line critical impact I only did a six instead of a seven um I just went to Metacritic and I think I had a 6.4 if I recall correctly I probably could have done a 6.5 but I think kind of along the same lines as you the uh historical inspirational impact like not that many people saw it like I feel like if if more people saw it I'd feel more okay rounding up but I feel like if we're talking impact on film and not that many people saw I'm probably gonna round down on these scores Mm -hmm. so I just rounded down to a six uh but then audience cult impact this one I did round up a little bit um I kind of looked at a couple different uh kind of aggregate sites And it seemed like the general consensus was about a 7, which I I bumped it up to an 8, largely because of, like you were saying, the cult impact. If you like this movie, you love this movie. Mm -hmm. If you hate this movie, you hate it, but what were you going to see it to begin with? Yeah, you knew you would. Exactly. So I did bump that up a little bit because it is a little bit more of a divisive film than some, and the people who love it, love it. So eight for that one. And the historical and inspirational impact. I had a little bit of a hard time with this one because like you said, not a lot of people saw it. It's not the kind of thing that's going to be inspiring necessarily. Um, I do think the themes explored and just the kind of message as far as like society and how we let it impact our lives. And, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that or maybe we should. I don't know. Um, but I feel like, you know, those kind of themes and messages tend to, you know, creative people tend to latch on to those kind of themes and enjoy exploring them. So I bumped up the score a little bit for that. Um, it also kind of helped Daniel Radcliffe switch his direction of his career a little bit, even though it was kind of in the middle of his weird phase. Um, so that boosted the score a little bit. Uh, it was one of A24s, not necessarily one of their first movies, but I feel like it was one of their first you know, cult movies, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna keep my eye out on A24. Like, Mm -hmm. this and The Lobster came out at the same time. Maybe it's just because you saw those two and got me talking about or hearing about A24. But I feel like after those two movies, that's when A24 was, like, really on the map. Mm -hmm. Like, not just with cinephiles, but, like, I feel like most people now (laughs) know who A24 is. uh, Which is probably more to do with The Lobster. But, yeah, I feel like this was helpful, too. Um, And then the last thing was that it, uh, started some filmmaking careers. It had the the Daniels, or I guess they're just called Daniels. You know, this was their first foray into films after doing music videos. Um, hopefully they'll do more. I'm curious to see what they, well, I have I know you have something to say about what they might do next, um, which we can get to later. But <laughs> well,
1: let's mention it now because I, I just think it's funny. Okay. It's just a, okay. Well, so, let, me, let me just oh, get
0: my- fine. Okay. Well, that was really all I had to say. So I just I gave a 4 for historical inspiration. Okay. Just so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Okay, now now your thing. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, this is it has
1: nothing to do with the score, but I just think it's a funny thing to mention is that I don't know if they're still planning on doing this anymore. I I think maybe they've probably dropped it by now, but back when this movie first came out, Daniels, whatever their names are, that they go by Daniels, that's all I know. <laughs> they said that they're Next project was going to be an Oscar-worthy, dramatic remake of White Chicks. <laughs> I would go see it. Well, I, mean... I would, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would be good, but I, but I didn't know if a farting Corpse movie would be good, either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they've dropped it, though.
0: Yeah, I've only ever heard about it from you, and I haven't heard anything since. So. I,
1: I think maybe they just said it in, like, one of the two of them said it in, like, one interview. And so then it was in, like, a bunch of articles when Swiss Army Man yeah. came out. I don't think they've mentioned anything about it ever since. I just think it's
0: a funny little <laughs> thing to mention. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, so my total for impact on film uh, came out to an even six. Six. So Exceed his expectations, but on the lower end, largely because of the historical inspirational impact. Yeah, mine was only a little higher, it was even seven. All right, so then that is gonna bring us to overall enjoyment. Did you enjoy this movie? Yes, I'm sure
1: you can guess what my score is. I gave it a 10 for overall enjoyment.
0: All right, even with the issues with the plot, I, I thought maybe om- it was gonna be a nine. I almost
1: gave it a nine for too much farting, <laughs> <laughs> but I gave it a 10 anyway. <laughs>
0: What did you give it? I gave it an eight, um, but it's just based on a first viewing. So a lot of times, you know, on a repeat viewing, I'll pick up on something or appreciate something a little bit more. So it could get a little higher over time. But with the first viewing, I gave it an eight. I found the pacing a little bit slow at times, um, which kind of brought it down. And I know some of the issues I had with the writing, which we've already gone over, Contributed to it not being a perfect 10 as well. But a strong 8. Like, that's, yeah. that's pretty strong for a Farting Corpse movie. <laughs> um, which I will never stop referring to this movie as that.
1: I don't mean to talk in circles,
0: but I feel like
1: the problems with the pace, which I noticed also, come back to the problems with, like, why is his obsession with Sarah, like, so important? I feel like... Yeah. There was too much exposition about that. Like it served its purpose. Like like the scene with them recreating the bus thing was was beautiful, one of the best scenes in the movie. He yeah. needed to kind of be obsessed and longing for somebody, but then they the extent that they took it to and like the way they like dragged it out and made it into this whole thing where you like took her picture and needed to go find her. And maybe it is because he was actually stalking her in her backyard, which would actually be really interesting. I, w- I if that, yeah, uh, I am talking in circles. Even though I said I didn't <laughs> want to, but I don't know. All of the problems kind of come back to a few core things that they could have changed.
0: Yeah, what I thought was gonna happen because like it takes a while before we find out who she is, and I thought for sure she was gonna be like. His wife who died so then he went on a boat trip to commit suicide or something or to find himself and then got stranded or whatever like I thought for sure it was going to be something, something some sort of tragedy or or the yeah. Yeah, at least or break up up with. With. Yeah. something and then to have it just be she's just a stranger but he knows everything about her it was just very all I kept thinking once that bit of information came out i'm just like it's charlie and the waitress this is charlie and the waitress
1: ever since you said the thing about like man it sure seems like he was right in her backyard i almost wish that they would have like unfolded that explicitly and been like instead of you know all of this like stuff with her being like oh you like why do you have my picture like why doesn't like he could have wound up like with the police and they would have been like you've been like you've been watching this girl like from her backyard this whole time and then you'd be like yeah i guess i was or like i don't know like something where like he got caught doing yeah that and so we knew that that was what he had been doing yeah and he and he got caught so he was clearly like a criminal. And so, you like, you know what he is. There's so much ambiguity over, like, is he just lonely? Is he a stalker? Like, I don't know. And maybe that's supposed to be ambiguous, but I think it yeah. mostly left us confused.
0: Yeah. That's fair.
1: Anyway, not to go back to the beginning as we're trying to wrap <laughs> this up, <laughs> but we
0: cruised through those last few categories so fast. Yeah, we're doing really great on time. Um... Yeah, I guess I don't really have anything, anything else to add for overall enjoyment. Um, how about you? Anything else you want to add before we get into extra credit? I don't have anything to add, but I do have some extra credit. All right, let's hear it.
1: So I, I give a few, I usually don't do multiple extra credits, but I had a few extra credits for this one just because like it had some stuff that it just did so well <laughs> that makes me yeah. like this movie so much. So I gave it an extra point for having a listenable soundtrack. There's Not very many movies where I want to go back and listen to the music outside of the context of the movie. It's where we like, differ, but okay.
0: Because you do that with every movie? <laughs> Just about. <Yeah. laughs> if I like the movie, if it's good. Uh, well, I mean, that's cool and all, but...
1: <laughs> I don't normally do that. And I mean, like, I don't know, like, this is a movie that has, like nice pensive music it has music you can kind of like jam to it has like a lot of different types of tones on it and you return to it because you want the music makes you feel the same way that the movie made you feel and it it just like has those same emotions to it it's such an emotional movie and this movie carries or the the music carries so much of that and I don't know I just love 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 the soundtrack so I gave it a plus one for that I gave it an extra point for being willing to take risks, because like I said, this could have been a complete disaster with everybody mocking it. Like you know, you could have had clips of this on stuff where people are like, "Can you believe this was even a real movie?" Right? But yeah, this you could know, have been a Razzie. Easily. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, they managed to make it good enough that it forced people to take it seriously, even though it was what it was. So. Yeah. I thought it was cool that they were willing to take that risk. And another bonus point for an extreme level of originality. There's not a lot of unique movies. And like a lot of people, I mean, this movie showed at Sundance and people were like, this is the weirdest movie that has been at Sundance like ever. And I think that that's probably true. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of weird movies out there, but this one takes the cake and... I think that's hard to do and still, like, there are movies that are weird for the sake of being weird or just, like, a silly comedy that's just, like, out there for the sake of being as crazy as it it can be. Sure. But that's totally different than what this is. This is just so original because it has a really moving sort of feeling and theme to it. Yeah. And yet, it's still a complete, like, goofy movie. Yeah. And I don't know. Like it's,
0: it's, There's no other movie I can think of that's anything like that. Fair enough. Is that the last of your extra Yeah, credit? those three. <laughs> All right. I only gave one point of extra credit, which is uh, – blatant double diffing, uh, but i'm in good company on that i guess uh, i gave it one point of extra credit for the use of the jurassic park theme yeah which is like my i
1: almost gave it an extra credit point for that even though i already gave it an extra credit point for this
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and it and it works like they mention it earlier and then it like ties in yeah and like the version that they use is di- like it's not like they just plugged in the version from jurassic park like it's their own take on Mm -hmm. it and it plays to the emotions of the scene it's like the most beautiful scene in the movie yeah and it's it's, so good it's so ridiculous but it's so good it's amazing Um, so easy extra credit point for me and i knew it was coming too which you would think would like diminish the effect of like oh okay this is how they use it and it's like no it it was amazing yeah um so that was an easy extra credit point for me
1: I've been on pins and needles waiting for you to see that scene because every podcast I've listened to, every time, no matter what movie it is, whenever you get to the soundtrack part, you're like, well, I mean, it's not that good. It's not as good as Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is like, yeah, that's you every time you talk about a soundtrack. You, mean... like, you just get amped for Jurassic
0: Park <laughs> when you're not even talking about Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, I can't wait for her to see It's a good theme song. I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> Alright, so on that note, then, uh, I guess we should give our total scores. What was your total score for this movie? It's
1: very high. It's even higher than I was expecting it to be before I filled out the grid. I thought it would be like, you know, a solid like 90. But after all those extra credit points got in there, it got a 96.2. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's high. Uh, yeah, that is high. Almost the uh, the thresholds that Tristan and I have come up with, where I guess I came up with it. If it's 97.5 or higher, I consider it not technically perfect, but basically perfect. (laughs) It's just under that threshold.
1: It's hard because
0: there's so many categories
1: on this grid that have tens for me where I'm like that they did it amazingly. They did it perfectly. It is so good. But the plot, I almost feel like maybe the plot should carry more weight or something because like, why I have two writing categories. Yeah. I feel like the script does. Yeah. And maybe I should have been harsher on some of those other categories when I did it. Because like there's definitely some big problems in the writing. It's not even the overall writing, it is mainly the plot. Maybe I should have given it lower than a five. I was kind of surprised
0: plot. for everything you said that you didn't go below expectations. Yeah. I I probably should have going back. I mean, but I'm not gonna change it now. Yeah. But right. yeah, because
1: but because I just I definitely look at it and I'm like, it's not a perfect movie i know it's not a perfect movie but it does so many things perfectly you know what i'm saying yeah so, i think in 96.2 i guess i gave it a lot of extra credit I, I feel like that's an acceptable score for this movie you do love this movie <laughs> yeah maybe 97 is too low to consider perfect maybe it hasn't hit like 99 before it's perfect 'Cause I know this movie's not perfect.
0: Well it's not. It's
1: ninety-six point two. So yeah. It's ninety six
0: point two. That's my score. Yeah. What was yours? Uh my total score came out to eighty three point four. That's still so high. It's still high, quite a bit lower than yours, but still well into that outstanding range and uh yeah, I, I will say I was pleasantly surprised by how beautiful this movie was, not just in the cinematography, but in, I mean, the the sound design and uh, even just elements of, of the script that we've talked about, the, you know, the the themes and, and tone of the movie and just the, the overall emotions that you feel when watching the movie, it's like. This is this is beautiful. It's I'd, so heart. I didn't expect and to feel this way. And yeah, yeah. It's
1: it's a really nicely done movie.
0: Yeah, I agree, um, but not as strongly as you. are, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, so that is going to wrap up this discussion of Swiss Army Man. Thanks so much for listening to this nitty gritty review, and thank you, Jesse, for picking the movie and reviewing it with me.
1: You're very welcome.
0: And uh, if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to Nitty Gritty Reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Also, be sure to like and review and share Nitty Gritty Reviews. That's the best way to get uh, support for the show and help us get more listeners. And we'll be sure to give you a shout out in our next episode and read your reviews to celebrate you and thank you for your support. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.